Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy with Heartland podcast. My name is Justin. I am your host, also joined with your favorite creative directors and co-hosts, Simon and Shannon. How are you feeling today? Doing well. Doing really well. It's another, another healthy day. All right. That's how <laughs> well we're doing. To, I try to take that one. Another, another healthy health- day with Heartland. Double jinx. It's, it's just a beautiful day here at Heartland HQ. It That's really right. is. Yep. So without... Oh, maybe some announcements. Let's start with that. (laughs) Let's do it. All right, Heartland family, welcome back. I have a couple quick announcements for you. If you're ready to restock from home, there's a couple more days in May that you could take advantage of our reorder special. So you can choose any four burgers, whether you'd like to try our salmon, our steak burgers, or our cobia burgers. You can choose any four of those. Something for the whole family to try and love. Uh, Another quick sneak peek. If you are going to be ready for your reorder next month, we're going to have a special feature, which is going to be our NYX ice cream. Uh, It's one of our newer Heartland products and we have a bunch of amazing flavors. So whenever you're ready to reorder and, uh, you know, as it's getting hotter, it's a great thing to do to cool off. So definitely check that out if you're ready to reorder. What's your favorite flavor? I think I'm a peanut butter person. Peanut butter. Are you Justin? No question. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Nice. What about you? Strawberry. I was going to say, yeah. Strawberry. They're all, they're all good. It's hard to decide. Yeah. Yeah, I really get on board with citrusy desserts. Yeah. Just... Like in the summertime, I decadent. Yeah. <laughs> more, more to the chocolate, more to the caramels, things like that. Mm. To, eat, to each their own. But we have tons of flavors. So if cookies and cream is your thing, if coffee is your thing, <laughs> chocolate maybe, that's your thing, or mint chocolate chip, you know, you can... Uh, can uh, indulge in your sweet tooth oh. that way. Um, another uh, quick tip, or if you are going to be getting your reorder delivered, we have an amazing delivery staff. So I'm so sure you're going to be excited to see the delivery drivers show up at your home. Make sure to post a picture, tag your wellness consultant, tag Heartland Connect, so that you could be entered into our monthly raffle giveaway, which is always drawn at the end of each month. So definitely make sure to do that. Shannon, tell them what they win. You will win $500 cash. And no one's complaining about that, right? Nope. It's an awesome prize. So you get your order. That's your, a lot of gas. You get your reorder. Or maybe at this point, it's really not that much gas. <laughs> <laughs> feels like feels like Christmas, and then the bonus of the chance of winning. So definitely make sure to do that. I wonder what the curve is of gas prices to Instagram or not Instacart. <laughs> oh, like <laughs> Instacart costs versus the like. At what, at what point is it just cheaper to get Instacart than to drive to the grab whatever you need? I guess depending on the car you drive, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, lots of variables. What about the Instacart people? I mean, they're they're having to drive too. Oh, that's true. So they're probably gonna up their pricing as well and be like, "Hey, I got to pay gas, guys." Yeah. So mm. something you don't want to have to deal with, right? That's right. Just another reason to have Heartland Foods. Ooh. Don't have to drive. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> another reason, right? That's right. Yeah, not having to worry about the the deliveries and gas, and then worrying about whether or not the shelves are going to be stocked, and then if you're going to be paying more for you know, a lesser quality product because shortages, inflation, transportation of these goods to and from the stores. Mm-hmm. We talk about it all the time and it's it's been rough. The consumer has been taking, you know, on that responsibility and I hear it's only going to get, you know, worse. Mm. So, well, we don't have a crystal ball, but it seems that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We always hope for the best, but you have to expect, you know, the worst. Yeah. I mean, it's stagflation. It's, <laughs> it's here. Yeah. By the way, random thought. This burger topic, when what I've realized this month, since we have a reorder special, that's burgers, but it could be any type of burger. Do right. you realize how many different types of burgers we carry on this product list? I didn't, but then after this. Oh, now that now I'm I thinking do. about it, it's a lot. It's a lot of burgers. Bison, beef, turkey, 
salmon, cobia, steak. Am uh, I missing some? Several blends. Yeah, of, but there's okay. a couple different. Di- oh yeah, you're say. right. Yeah, there's a couple different types of. So could we go as far to say there's almost ten different kinds? Uh, let's see. <laughs> Chuck brisket short rib, mm-hmm. standard steak burger, right? Beefalo, bison, turkey, cobia, salmon. Is that it? Are there more burgers? I feel like that might be it. That would be it for pre-made patties, right? Right. That's I was say, you saying. could take the ground pork. You could take ground veal. You can make you your can own. Make, you can, you can mix there. those up, <laughs> and you can mix them with the steak burgers. And so many ways you could do it. Meatloaf burger. Oh, Thousand mm-hmm. Hills. I mm-hmm. guess we could. Oh, that's Hills. a different type of patty. Mm-hmm. So right. eight, eight varieties of burgers. Right. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. All so in one place. So if you're any of our uh, farms or purveyors out there, maybe pork. Start making a pork burger. We can add it to the list. Mm, pork burger, like a chorizo burger or something like that. That would be pretty that cool. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Reminds me of there's a place you can get this burger. It's called a Boss Hog Burger. Fat mm. Boy's Crab Shack down in Crofton area. Mm-hmm. Okay. They literally grind bacon, beef, and pork all into one patty. Mm, that sounds amazing. That sounds like good. insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting because normally you wouldn't, you know, you think of like a burger. I mean, unless it's obviously a seafood burger or it's a, you know, poultry like turkey or chicken. Oh, that's another thing. You can make chicken burger because we got ground chicken. Mm-hmm. Anyways, getting off topic. But you can, uh, you putting pork in like a burger because pork is super juicy, has a lot of flavor. And then you mentioned the bacon. That's interesting as well. But yeah. like I've seen, like I mentioned, the chorizo like kind of style burger, but never bacon, pork and beef. Mm. That sounds amazing. Sounds and then really what you can dress it however you'd like, put all like the, the toppings and the fixings or is it just straight up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of it. Very nice. <laughs> Nicely done. See, then after the burger, then you got to think about the bun. What are you wrapping it with? Oh. I mean, for a burger, I'd always prefer a pretzel bun. Mm. Mm. Pretzel yeah. bun's good. Pretzel bun's where it's at. Yeah. Pretzel bun's good. I brioche. like sourdough. Sourdough skin. Yeah, sourdough. Some people like ciabatta. Brioche is a is a good. I like brioche. Brioche bun's not bad, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we even put them, like if you're doing a mini burger, you can do the King's Wine Rolls. Oh. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> Fire <laughs> no, and like a hungry. sweet teriyaki sauce. It's That's like what we use at the pop-ups. Yeah. Oh, the king swine. Yep. Yeah. Delicious. Oh yeah. I love the king swine, especially in the summer. <laughs> it goes really well. Yeah, they're always good. They're good at any time. This yeah. is a great podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we're making you hungry. Just burger talk. That's right. All day. But that's not the topic today. No. The topic is not burgers, folks. <laughs> what is what is our topic today? We want to talk about labeling, right? Packaging. Labels, myths. packaging myths. Okay. I need a uh, button that's like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> packaging myths. Yeah. Kind of give you that little, <gasps> we don't have that here. Breaking news. All yeah, right. Exactly. So where where do we start? I mean, what do you think, you know, the number one myth is when it comes to packaging? I mean, just think of it. You're walking into a grocery store, right? And this is for people that are going to the grocery store still. Right. If you're a Heartland <laughs> customer, I mean, you, know, probably you probably know all these things already. Probably getting food in there. We yeah. hope. Yeah. That's our goal. So you're walking into <laughs> a grocery store. You go into the aisle. And let's say you're picking up meat. Mm-hmm. You go in, meat aisle. You have it all sectioned there. Okay. Beef, poultry, pork, seafood. Mm-hmm. You go to grab. Let's start with chicken. A lot of people eat chicken. Oh, you were going to go to chicken. I was going to go straight to seafood, but okay. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> 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 all right. You go in. You look at these chicken breasts, you look at these things, some of them are huge. Are we are we in the metaverse right now? 
Mm, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> so I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I'm seeing it. Imagine, Visualizing. That's that's coming. Visualizing. Like that is, really is. Like the yeah. virtual reality where you're talking and you're just like. Shh. Pretty soon you'll be able to log on to the podcast. You'll be able to actually see what it is we're talking about here. Yeah. No, I don't know. That just blew my mind, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, yeah, that would be cool. Healthy with Heartland NFT coming next. There you go. <laughs> yep. There you go. Get it now. Um, but yeah, so you grab the chicken. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay, chicken breast. There's all kinds of different. There's whole chickens. There's chicken breast. There's chicken thighs. There's all these things here. Right. What's the first thing you're you're looking at? Like, if you're just a consumer, you're not Heartland Foods. You're just a regular consumer. What do you think the first thing you're looking for is? Mm, that's a hard one. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people may be looking for like the all natural or organic. Which do you think a lot of people are looking for that? Um, I don't know if the majority of people are looking for that. Maybe the majority of people are looking for like, what's the the price per pound? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, you said organic, uh-huh. right? So let's go with that. Okay. So they're looking for organic now. They see organic price. They see, you know, the label there. Do they even know what organic means? So they look and they turn it over and they say, okay, this is organic. Now let's say they're a really, really smart consumer. Not that they're dumb consumers out there, but they're a smart consumer. This one's, they know what they're doing. They're now. conditioned consumer. <laughs> they're conditioned consumers, right? Yes. So they go in, they say, okay, I know that just because it's labeled organic doesn't mean that it's necessarily an organic product, right? Mm-hmm. So they turn it over. And then what do they do? Then they see all the water run out of the package because <laughs> they turned it over. <laughs> Dripping. <laughs> okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So they turn it over. Let's say they're looking and they see organ tilth. Right. Mm-hmm. They say that this person certified this product organic. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. It's not a bad. Right. But let's say they grab another organic chicken breast. Okay. And that one says certified organic, but same labeling, same whole thing. And then it says that it's certified in probably not Uruguay, but somewhere else. Okay. Not in this country. Another country. Yeah. Definitely, if I was doing definitely beef. not Zimbabwe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. I didn't know where you were going with. Well, that. because Uruguay was beef, so I wasn't really sure if they were doing this with chickens. So I was just like, "Oh, we'll, we'll leave that one out. We'll, we'll just we'll go with somewhere else other than the U.S." There's okay. another company. Let's just see. Uh, I don't know if QAI even does the certifying of those, but I know they do. Like you know, like the avocado oil. Oh, they do everything. Okay, yeah, so, so let's say you, you see that one. You okay. see QAI. Yeah. Right. And then you're like, "Oh, okay." I, like it seems like a if you don't do any research, you just see this large corporation, company, whatever is certifying this organic. Mm-hmm. They may be doing the right things. Yeah. How do right? you know? How do you know? <laughs> so you, you go on. And you just described a very educated consumer. I was going right. to say, like, you're, yeah. You're, so when, when I ask people this, <laughs> this question, right, like, how do you decide what you're going to buy? Like very just open-ended. It's very interesting what the answers are. Mm-hmm. So the thought process is normally one of two things. One of them you said would price. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people are just going to buy based off of price, mm-hmm. right? perceived price. Right. Because right. of price per pound, which is, as we know, manipulated by what's being weighed. Right. Right. A lot of water additives, lower the price per pound, seems cheaper, but it's actually sometimes more expensive than the higher price per pound product. Yep. Exactly. Most people buy their meats based off of how they look in appearance. Mm. Not even a labeling read or anything like that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how most people are making the decision. Right. Wow. Which is very interesting, which means don't know how to read a label mm. or you don't trust it. So right. you're just going to go off of what's visually appealing. Wow. Kind of sad. And your eyes can deceive you. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then like we talked about too, the way that they can, you know, make it look better by like the way that they package it or like adding the carbon dioxide. 
yeah. dyes, so things like that? It's Yeah, it's different for every product. Right. Um, some of the feeds have color additive in it that will change the color of the meat as well. Yeah, mm. and they do that with salmon too, like adding the beta carotene so that it looks, you know, like that the orangish color. And then people are like, oh, yeah, that looks, you know, looks what I think salmon to look like. Yep. You know, but like you said, your looks can be deceiving. It's not maybe not necessarily what they think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I bring that up because if you are that educated on the labeling, let's mm-hmm. say you even get to that step of finding and knowing QAI, but you didn't do any research and didn't know that they're certifying it out of country up until that point, you're doing a great job. You're looking at all these things. You're like, oh, hey, yeah, like I'm, I know how to search the labels. And if you're doing all those kind of things, I don't think you're like you said, you're not worried about price at this point. Because if you are, you know what I mean? Then you're really finding out who QAI is. And then you're, because if you're going to pay for an organic product after you've done all this kind of research, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you're not looking at, the, oh, I'm going to buy this for $3.99 a pound. Because you know, like that $3.99 a pound, what happened to that bird that was like, you know, being fed in a feedlot and, and you know, not raised humanely and all those kind of things. Right. You know, you're not going to pay that price to keep those, those kind of things in business, right? You're going to go, you're looking for organic, you're looking for some sort of quality product, but even just that is not enough. So now you know the term organic, it Mm -hmm. isn't just enough to just say, oh, I know what organic is. Now you have to kind of know what's the actual process of what they're feeding the animals, humane care and treatment, all of that. And then into the actual packaging, just because these labels are, they're marketing. Yeah. And we're marketers right here. You know what I mean? We're doing marketing on this, on this podcast and we're letting you know that a lot of those things, it's better to go to the farm. It's better to know a company that knows the farms that is doing these kind of things because if you're not, absolutely, even if you are a educated consumer. Yeah, because like I said, I mean, I think initially maybe those terms like, um, you know, natural and things like that were like super appealing because of course you want what you're eating and what you're feeding your family to be, you know, natural. And then when those things became more as like marketing terms, then it became, becomes even more important to understand like what's truly going on with the labeling and the processing of like how things are deemed USDA organic and how the, or the licensing or whatever is like sold to certain companies who are, like you said, outside of the country certifying these products. And so it not only becomes, you know, an issue of like whether it's being done here just in the U.S., but then like the quality of the companies doing the certifying itself, like what, you know, what do you trust? And then even if it is done in the U.S., like it, like we said, if you're shopping at the grocery store, you're at the mercy of the processing facilities and the large corporations that are providing to these grocery stores. So even mm-hmm. though, you know, they may be organic and certified within the United States, it does not necessarily mean that they were raised on pasture or that they were eating bugs and worms and things like that or that they were you know, raised a certain way. So it's just that that's why it's so important to know the farms and the processes. Yeah. I mean, nothing important is on the packaging. Like the labeling doesn't have the important stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for that, right? It's marketing. It's not information. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like they don't keep chickens in cages anymore. So you're not being virtuous by buying cage free or (laughs) free range. Right. They don't do that anymore. It's all cage free and free range. Right. Right. But they're not going to tell you in the package what's the breed of the animal. That will determine whether the animal can walk or not, not whether it's in a cage or not. Yep. So yeah. you're just not getting the information you need. Yep. Absolutely. When you deal with these, you know, heritage breeds, mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're not getting these huge chicken breasts, yeah. right? Because they weren't they weren't genetically modified, you know what I mean? To, to grow super fast. To grow super fast and to grow these large breasts that everyone's come become accustomed to. Right. Right. They're they're act they're a heritage breed. They're what you would think came off of, you know what I mean? Like was just raised here in the land or was brought here from, you know, different countries and then eventually settled here. Like these are like heritage bred animals. They're not the same as, you know, these genetically modified animals that were 
supposedly, you know, bred to be able to grow faster, fatter, cheaper so that they could feed, quote unquote, the masses. And since they are, you know, heritage breeds, they're going to take, you know, slightly longer to grow because they're not going to grow as fast Mm -hmm. and they're not going to grow to be, you know, as large. So you're going to get a, you know, a smaller size like chicken breast. But again, like you said, it hasn't been. Or it'll vary. Yeah, that's true. But it it hasn't been genetically modified. Right. You know, I mean, to to be like just for that one trait, yeah. you know, as fast as it possibly can be in the shortest amount of time. And you think about natural, you know what I mean? Because that's a word everyone likes to use, but they've almost, you know, I, I feel like it feels crazy now when you're like all natural and you know in marketing that a lot of times that's just a marketing term, you know yeah. what I mean? And you say organic and then you're like, but when you're when you're part of a company who knows, you know what I mean? The the humane care aspect is more important the than the labeling is actually knowing what the farms are doing is so much more important than you going and searching for a label and being like, oh, okay, oh, this one, this one, yeah. because you have no real clue. Yeah, you that, know what I mean? Unless you're going to a farmer's market and the farmer's there. And you're asking the questions. And right? then, and then at that point, know what to ask. you may show up next week and he may not be there because he may have sold out of all his product. Could be. Yeah. So. Organic. The feed was organic. Right. That, that's what it means. It's like a, it's a good launch point. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, when it's you do so it, much you missing information. Right. Like what is it really telling you? It's not telling you how they were, you know, handled and raised. And then we talk about the importance of the humane care and treatment. So like if you had an organic fed chicken breast that was not humanely raised, what is <laughs> like, you know, what's the point? Because right. of the way that it's going to be, you know, stressed and lived throughout its, lived throughout its life until it's, you know, then processed you're going to get that, you know, eating experience. It's going to be tough. It's going to be full of adrenaline, hormones, and that that cortisol. And then you're going to, again, process that as the consumer. So, right. I mean, chicken's still by far and away the most widely eaten meat in yeah. this country. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be the healthiest. Eat lean meats, right? Mm-hmm. Why are we so unhealthy? Well, chickens don't have healthy fats. They're going to be a naturally lean animal. But when they don't get the exercise they need, You've got six times the amount of omega-6 fat stored within the chicken. So now you're eating something that's worse than beef, and you still buy it thinking that it's healthy. Mm -hmm. It's all about the breed, how it's raised, what it's fed, the Mm. handling. None of that has anything to do with organic, natural, free-range, cage-free. So know the farmer or know nothing. Yep. Yep. Because if you're sticking to the label, you're... reality. You're hanging on to something that, you know what I mean? There's, there's probably, the farm is probably doing that, but then you don't know. Like you said, cage-free. Okay, yeah, they're cage-free, but do they actually go outside? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Are they actually roaming? Are they actually doing the things like you said? Like, I think, it, like, we just hit on it. I think it's even worse if, like, you're marketing it as organic, and it's, you know, organic because the feed's organic, but the environment that they live in, the way that they're treated, the way that they you know, feel like all those things, that's, you know, that's such an important part of, you know, then raising the animal. And then two, like we've talked about, like the effect that it has on the environment, whether it's chicken, whether it's, you know, beef, whether it's pigs, whatever it is, you know, I mean, it has an impact on the environment and the earth as well. So, and doing it, you know, that way, then the conventional mass production way, it's not necessarily the best way for the environment. And there's other ways of doing it that, Mm could be more beneficial here's a question so do you guys think it's it's because we know both you know both of them matter right so being raised you know um like you mentioned like humanely humanely and all that yeah and then being fed organically we know both of them they really matter yeah 
what do you think matters more? Like if you were looking for one thing and they didn't have both, like, do you think that, you know, a non-organic feed being raised humanely, you know, like in, in its natural pastures, or do you think it's like, you know, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather have them eating organically than all it the other depends stuff. Depends like how you define humanely raised. Mm. Mm. Right. Yeah. So my definition probably different than the humane label. That's more to do with processing. Right. right? That, that one little thing that happens at the end where the animal has its one bad day, hopefully mm-hmm. if it was raised correctly. Right. To me, humane animal handling starts back at the lab where Cobb Vantress is genetically engineering your chicken. In, mm. my, in my opinion, there's no such thing as a humanely raised genetically modified bird that goes zero to six pounds in 39 days. There's nothing humane about that. Mm. So I don't think you can humanely raise a genetically engineered animal. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because it was already predisposed to all those genetic modifications before or yeah I mean, they're, they're they're engineered to grow so big so fast the organs fail they're under an immense stress and they can't walk the legs don't develop you take one of those chickens you can just bend their legs in half they're just rubber mm-hmm. so i'm gonna have to go with humane animal handling seniority over everything mm-hmm. but yeah. not for the reasons that most people would think it's not like a pita thing mm-hmm. it's like yeah it all starts with is this a real animal it's gonna have a real normal life right that's true that's yeah that's huge what do you think i would i would 100 percent rather the animal be a a heritage breed preferred but an animal that is from you know hatching or whatever from when it's in the brooder to going on to pasture that it has access to sunlight and fresh air and that it eats bugs and worms as well as whatever you know grains in its diet and that if it wasn't an organic feed but that if it was raised and processed the right way and packaged the right way that I would prefer that than something that's you know maybe not treated and processed the right way but fed organic feed because totally, I feel like totally agree yeah yep. that's I feel like that's probably more common the second the yep. latter you know and do you think most people are aware of those things you no. know what I, mean? like I think 99% of people no. would say I would rather have the the Cornish cross chicken that had a non-GMO organic feed because mm-hmm. right? that's how they're programmed to think. Right, yeah. right. And although that's important, mm-hmm. not nearly as important as everything you just listed. Mm. If it had to be one or the other. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. See, and, and, and that's why we do the podcast because yeah. we're trying to get the word out there. You know, I mean, the more people that know these things, the more that those things become the focus and, you know, they become more important and, and then the way of doing those things, the way I'm describing becomes the norm and the average versus, you know I mean? The, the opposite. Right. You know? And it's not, it's, it's the smaller portion I feel like of the people that are, you know, raising it that way. And that's why it's so important. The farms that we work with because you know, they're doing things the right way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. And it's important, important conversation and we'll continue to, you know, talk about it and bring it up. And if you all have any questions about, you know, the process with, um, you know the farms and you know how we source things we can definitely it's go not just chicken though. deeper into that no yeah we could go into seafood we could go into beef it's poultry it's I mean, across the board and we've talked a lot about seafood, seafood too yeah. because fresh seafood and all those different things but yeah we can definitely touch on the topic again but i mean is there anything else you guys kind of want to touch on before we wrap up yeah i'm just thinking about this cob ventures problem 68 billion chickens a year okay yeah that's how many they're producing. It's over 90% of the chicken consumed Majority. worldwide is one genetically engineered, modified breed of chicken. It's a Cornish cross mm-hmm. from Cobb Vantress, owned by Tyson. Don't eat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Rant over. Yeah. <laughs> Drop the bomb. Drop the bomb for that.
Awesome. Well, we'll be back again next week. And until then. Um, Plus the other one, the Heritage Bird tastes better. It does. No, so much better. It uh, does. Sorry, I didn't it mean to cut you off. <laughs> Shout out, to shout out Murray's better. Family Farms. Yeah. All right. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Stay healthy, Heartland family. And with that, Justin, go ahead and send us off. All right. We'll see you next week. Stay healthy with Heartland.